Yes, people, welcome to this week's episode of Echo Chamber. Alright, so let's look at the official film chart for the 8th of April to the 14th of April. I don't know why they've gone with those dates, but those are the dates, people. Alright, it's a top 40, but we're not gonna. We're not. Actually, shall we? Yeah, fuck it. Alright, let's do that shit. Alright, at 40, we got Bohemian Rhapsody. At number 39, it's a Sean Sheep movie, Farmageddon. 38, Last Christmas. 37, it's Abominable. 36, Moama. 35, Gemini Man. 34, Zombieland Double Tap. At 33, is Hotel Transylvania 3. At 32, it's A Star Is Born. 31, it's Adam's Family. At 30, it's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And yeah, I'm gonna skip forward because I'm just really, that's a lot of, it's a lot to go through, right? All right, so <laughs> number 10. Yes, we're going to 10. Um, we got Trolls. At number nine, hmm, they have banged them together, Frozen 1 and Frozen 2. At number eight, we got the Joker. At number seven, it's Rocket Man. And number six, Downton Abbey, the movie. And number five, Slamans 66, aka Ford v Ferrari. And number four is Bloodshot. At number three, Knives Out. At number two, it's Jumanji, the next level. Well, this is a little confusing because at number one, they got Frozen 2. Huh. So at number nine, they should have just said Frozen, right? Very weird. But yes, that is this uh, online film chart. Because, yeah, this must be coming from uh, all the streaming channels. But, um, alright. So this week we just got one film. So, um, yeah, let's get into that, right? Alright. Buckle in, people. Alright, so this week I hit up Netflix and decided to check out the new Peter Berg film... Spencer Confidential So Yeah Berg directed it He also produced Along with Neil Moritz Toby Asher uh, Stephen Levinson And Mark Wahlberg It was Written by Sean O'Keefe And Brian Helgeland And it's based On the uh, book Wonderland by Ace Atkins, who uh, took over writing the uh, Spencer books from uh, longtime writer Robert B. Parker. Uh, so, um, you know, the film is starring Mark Wahlberg, Winston Duke. Alan Arkin, Eliza uh, Schlesinger, Bookham Woodbine, Mark Marin, and Austin Post. Cinematography was Tobias A. Schizelizer, um, and music Steve Jablonski. So the gist of the film is this Spencer who is played by Wahlberg, an ex-cop better known for making trouble than solving it, just got out of prison and is leaving Boston for good. But first he gets roped into helping his old boxing coach and mentor Henry, played by Arkin, with a promising amateur. That's Hawk, played by Duke, 
a brash, no-nonsense MMA fighter, convinced he'll be a tougher opponent than Spencer ever was. When two of Spencer's former colleagues turn up murdered, he recruits Hawk and his foul-mouthed ex-girlfriend Sissy Slesinger to help him investigate and bring the culprits to justice. From director Peter Berg, Spencer Confidential is an action comedy co-starring Book and Woodbine, Mark Maron and Austin Post. Inspired by Robert B. Parker's Wonderland, a best-selling novel by Ace Atkins. Yeah, all little bits that I previously mentioned and probably didn't need to have to read, but... Dems the breaks. So um yeah, this hit Netflix at the beginning of March. Um and you know it looked like it could be interesting. There's like you know, this has been you'd heard about this through the grapevine over the last few months. So it's a bit like, alright, well yeah, could check it out. Um and you know it's with Berg directing, it's always a bit like, hmm, how is this gonna be? Because, you know, I think it's, yeah, I don't know. It's like, there's been a few Berg films that I've liked, but mm, for the most part, not. Yeah, not really. Actually, I don't think there's any Berg films I've openly liked. I mean, there's some I've been okay. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, it's an odd one. He's acted in a few uh, good films, though. You know, like he was in Girl 6, The Great White Hype. Copland, yeah, Collateral, they're all, like, good films, you know, Smoking Aces, which, uh, it should have been better than what it was, you know what I mean, then you've got Wahlberg, because when you think about Wahlberg, it's just like you think, yeah, Good actor, being in a lot of great films But then, you know, I don't know, for me The the only films that I really liked Wahlberg in To be honest, right? So Basketball Diaries, I enjoyed that film, man Yeah, I did Um, Boogie Nights was okay The Big Hit, I enjoyed The Big Hit uh, but then you have to kind of really move things forward until I think I enjoyed I Love Huckabees, but I can't really remember it. You know? I, yeah, I'm not quite sure. But The Departed, now that, boom, really enjoyed The Departed. Um, and especially The End. Especially the end Um, But yeah, then It's The Fighter The Fighter was okay It's not too bad Ted, Ted was the first Ted Let's not even talk about the sequel But the third Ted The first Ted was okay Um, And Yeah That's kind of it You know what I mean? Like Ugh, the Transformer movies, all of that just kind of shitty. Yeah, so it's an odd one because, you know, looking at, you know, as I said, look, when the film was getting mentioned, it was like, okay, this could be solid. Yeah, I mean, I probably enjoy this. But yeah, when you break it down, there's not really any reason. I mean, Wilson Duke. Winston Duke, even that, like, he's got the best, <laughs> you know, track record out of everyone. There's Black Panther and us killed it, you know. 
Like, yeah, he showed up in Endgame and Infinity War, but not really a huge part of those. But, yeah, Panther and us, man, he smacked it in those. So, yeah, it was just like, okay, so how is, you know, Spencer Confidential, how's it going to be? And, hmm, it's an interesting one, right? Because I wouldn't say it's a terrible film. You know, I mean, when you're looking for something to pass the time with, if you're looking for something just you don't have to think about. And hey, trust me, in this current climate, right, you definitely need things where you can just kick back, turn off and not think too hard, right? Because, hey, there's a lot of shit happening uh, So, yeah, it, it, it definitely serves the purpose on that front And, like, some of the performances aren't bad You know, I have to say, like, Duke, like, he's not bad Like, Schlesinger, she's not bad Arkin, not bad, but, like, I think the big problem with everyone, like, Book and Woodbine, not bad, but no one, no one really has any depth, every character in this film is pretty one-dimensional, you know, there's no layers at all, there's no nuance at all with this, it's just very predictable, it's just very predictable and kind of baffling <laughs> a lot of the times, you know, because it's just like, okay, so we, it opens up with, um, hmm, yeah, no, it opens up with Spencer beating down his police captain. Okay, so that's how it opens. Then he's in prison, and it's like five years later, you know, and he's just about to come out. So it, it's showing all of this, and we have an incident that come, you know, that happens that's kind of like, hey, look how badass Spencer is. <laughs> yeah, we, we just, Kind of really the only reason for that scene Right So we have that And like He leaves prison And straight away We have some We're thrown something That never gets explained You know because He's like He doesn't want to be seen by his Girlfriend or ex-girlfriend, like, the whole situation is a bit, like, what is this, but, yeah, he, he doesn't want to be seen by her, and that's never explained, right, it, it, it's, like, never explained what the issue is, now, there's something gets said towards the end of the film, but it doesn't explain the situation, really, at all, you know, because it's just like, she comes to pick him up, she's looking for him, and all the time it's just like, oh yeah, tell her I'm not here, oh yeah, tell her I'm not, which you're just like, wait, huh, really, and especially in, in these times, what someone can't work out where someone is, like, if you really want to track something, you know, like, you know, so it's all a bit like, oh, what's going on, you've also got like, this whole thing of him, oh, not knowing what technology is, and then you're just like, wait, you've been in prison five years, like, this shit was, like, you're acting like some of this stuff, it would have been around when you were put away, that, that's a bit, so, it's, instead of having him act like, oh, what is that, just be like, if they had just played it from the beginning, like, listen, I'm not good with this tech shit, so just 
help me out here. That would have played a lot better than the whole, oh, what's a cloud? Oh, what's that phone? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just like kind of ludicrous, right? I mean, if you really want to do that, he had to have gone away for a lot longer. You know what I mean? He would have had, or gone away at a time when the shit was emerging. You know what I mean? So if he'd gone away, say, I don't know, what, 94? Like 93? Yo, I think, what, did we have dial up then? Kind of, it was just kind of coming. Yeah, I mean, so like, yeah, you would have missed a lot of shit to be away for a period of time then. But yeah, this doesn't make any sense. We then have, like, he's got this whole thing of investigating this crime. But you're kind of like, because we're never t- sold on him being an exemplary police officer. You know, like, even the blurb says, oh, he's he's more kind of known for making trouble than solving crimes. So we're never sold on him being a great cop. But we have him, like, going to the crime scene, looking for evidence, finding evidence that no one else was able to spot. You know what I mean? Just things like this, and you're just like... Wait, huh? So, why are we to believe that he is the only one to find this? Do you know what I mean? It's just like we have him, like, going to places to get information. And you're kind of like, but, wait, it doesn't really serve a purpose for him to go there. Especially in this time where everyone hates him. So why would he go to that place? Why would he do this? Like, why would he... There's all these things that make just no sense. Like the wife trusting him. Why? Like, he he doesn't really give her any real reason... But she's just like, oh, yeah, I trust you. Oh, yeah, okay. And it's just, wait, huh? Like, why is she going to do that? Like, none of these things are really ever explained. So you're just kind of like, wait, what? Well, why would that happen? And what, what's happening here? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, the whole MMA thing. Just not needed. It really wasn't needed for the film at all. It just seemed a weird thing to kind of toss in there. Because it plays no real part. No real part to the film whatsoever. Other than, like, the whole kicking thing. You know, it it, it was just a weird... Inclusion You know what I mean Which is, just seems like Oh let's throw it in Because it's a popular thing So yeah let, Let's pretend it's like Oh this pivotal thing of the film When it's not So it would like just this Then it's just The generic Just silliness of the story You know the things that happen That just make no no real sense at all. Just like there's a thing with a dog. Just why? Why is that there? It's just not needed. It's just stupid. It's kind of like are they throwing it in for laughs? But it's not even funny. It's just boring. It's just like, huh? What? What are we doing here? You know, it's just like, yeah, kind of like the whole Schlesinger, um, you know, situation, the girlfriend thing. 
Because it's just like, oh, yeah, let's play it like it's funny, but it's not. But they've still got this thing, blah, blah, boom. And she's going to help him for no real, like, we have no reason to think why. Yeah, and it's just like, wait, you, you put people in this place because you're saying that no one's going to expect them to look for you there. But everyone knows that you two, like, huh? What? What? At the end, the whole Henry thing, just predictable, boring, makes no sense whatsoever. The whole following part. It's just like, when you have people following people in films, and, like... They're meant to be all stealthy and sleuthy, but they're kind of in eye contact. So you're just like, wait, how are you not getting picked up when you're basically across the street? Doesn't, it's all, ah, stupid. Just stupidness. FBI agents. You're thinking, wait, what, how do they play any real significant part in this story? And especially the dude that just, it's just weird. It's just this weird caricature. Like Mark Moran's character, again, just a caricature of a journalist. There's just no depth. So you have all these things that just... Playing into this story Just like Ugh Where's the fault You know what I mean Like there's no Real Fault To deliver this Like really in-depth Interesting Film Right So Yes As I said look On it You know to say it's a terrible film isn't that would be kind of an injustice because it's not terrible, terrible. We've definitely seen worse, right? And yes, as I said, look, you can watch it, just turn off, and it's fine. It will pass the time. You know what I mean? You're not having to think about it or anything like that. So on those levels, it's fine. But if you, when you're making this film, surely they're just like, oh yeah, we just want to make a film that's just, yeah, okay, <laughs> you know what I mean, just a mindless, but no, obviously, obviously when you're making, you're trying to make something that is good, something like, that's got legs, because the way they end it is just, you know what I mean, they want to make this into a tentpole, right, it's clear from the ending what they want. I've, and when you're like, you could look online and it'd be like, oh yeah, no one's really fooled about a sequel, but everyone's open to a sequel. It's like, let's not lie. They've thought about a sequel because if you weren't thinking about a sequel, you wouldn't have ended the film the way the film ends. But, right, so they've done all of this, they've tried to set it up. To make it into a series of films. So, you'd think they would put more effort in an actual three-dimensional story. Characters with depth to them. You know what I mean? That, that's what... Yeah. I don't know. That's what I would have thought myself. But, uh... Yeah, if you want a lockdown film, if you want something just to be like, ah, okay, I'm not, I don't want to think about this crazy situation, this will work for you. Also, also, I should say, because I might be being harsh here, I might be looking for too much. So, you know, if you're a fan of... Like, you know, those early um, 
Berg films. If you're a fan of stuff like The Losers, Hancock, Battleships, you know, I mean, if all of those things are just like, yo, they were kick ass films, man. Hearing you know, if you liked Wahlberg stuff like The Other Guys, Pain and Gain, you know, the Transformer stuff, Entourage, Shooter, then, hey, you will enjoy this film. This film is up your alley. So, yeah. Which, like, whichever way you're kind of looking at it, you know, you, you'll probably find it fine. But you might just really enjoy it. You know? I don't think you'll think it's just the worst. But, yeah, depending how you feel about all those involved, that will, that will probably gauge, you know... What you're going to take from this But Yeah, it's on Netflix So you'll be able to watch it Whenever you like And What else are you going to do right now People (laughs) You know what I mean So yes Spencer Confidential It's uh, Yeah, it's on Netflix Oh, and it is a, you know, it is from a series of books And there are a, a lot of books So, hey, you know what I mean? If you like the characters Maybe go check that shit out as well It's an 18 as well It's 18, just under 2 hours So, um, there you go people Spencer Confidential Okay, so listen, everyone is allowed their own opinion, okay? Now, that's not an issue. You know, like, we all like, like, there's films that you might watch and think, what was that? And, you you know, you message your peoples and they're like, yo, that was incredible. And, yeah, obviously, you're going to question that friendship, you know what I mean? You might need a day or two to come to terms with it. But at the end of the day, you know, you let it go. Okay? Friendship means more than someone else's horrendous taste in films. You know what I mean? And so, you know, I look at this and I think to myself... It's ridiculous, but yeah, I, 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 you know, I will say that he's allowed his opinion. It's wrong. It's terrible, but you know, and I'm talking about okay. So I came across this article from Ali Plum, uh, who's a, a BBC film critic, I think. I think he writes for a paper Or she writes I forget if it's a guy or a girl I think it's a guy I forget Anyway But they did a (laughs) So this is the thing right It's the best Five Rom-coms of the 21st century Okay The top five From the 21st century So people Right Um the 21st century started 1st of January 2001, right? So, there, what is going to be their top five? I will tell you. And I will point out, right? So, this is what they said. Um, you no doubt know the classics. And perhaps one day I'll do a 20th century edition of this. But for now, here are my top five best romantic comedies from the 21st century, with an emphasis on the ones you may not have heard of. So, a bit more alternative than your usual Bridget Jones fare. Though I do love Bridget. I'm only human. Yeah, didn't really need to put that in. But, whatever. Fine. Okay. Let's go with it. So, um... Now, uh, so this is the thing. 
And it pisses me off. Because at number five, right, he's got high fidelity. And, and technically, high fidelity was 2000. And it's depending on how you classify. Because, yes, technically 2000 until... Um, Or, you know, like, 9, uh, 99, yeah, um, 2099 should be the century, okay, but it's, for some reason, a lot of places class it as 2001 till 2100. December the 31st, which is a weird one, I realise, but anyway, anyway, so they've got High Fidelity as number five, and what pisses me off about that is, he's saying, um, you know, these are meant to be the alternative ones, the ones people don't know about, I'm like, High Fidelity was a big fucking film, Everyone knows high fucking fidelity. You know what I mean? It was that popular that Disney Plus, not Disney Plus, it was Hulu, right? Hulu remade it. Remade it in a, as a TV series, you know. Yes, they, they fucked with it. I haven't seen it. But, you know what I mean? They replaced uh, John Cusack's character, made it female. And Zoe, and I love Zoe Kravats, but I'm just like, just make another film, have another film with a female lead. Like, ah, I it's just all this whole remaking, but oh, we're just gonna change the gender, oh, we're gonna change the ethnicity, it's just lazy bullshit. But anyway, so that just shows how popular that motherfucking film was. So to say High Fidelity is not a fucking popular film is ludicrous, motherfucker. It's ludicrous. And Ali Pum should be ashamed of themselves. Son of a bitch. Anyway, that's number five. At number four, 17 again. Uh, yeah, so I've not seen this, but uh, I believe, so they say it's starring uh, Zac Efron, Matthew Perry, and Leslie Mann. I'm assuming Leslie Mann is probably a female, but I don't know. Hmm. But anyway, that's their number four, right? At number three, it's Amelie. Again, Amelie was a big fucking film. I don't it's it's not an unheard of film. It's a it's it's a, a ludicrous thing to say that it's an unheard of film. Amelie. Jesus Christ. Ugh. I mean it's French, but still a big film. I watched Amelie. It was one of those films where the subtitles Weren't mad quick So I was able to Still a lot of pausing and whatnot, But I was able to get through that um, And I, I It was very enjoyable I really liked it At number 2 They've got Easy A um, That's the Emma Stone One I don't know if it was the film the Or the vehicle that made Emma Stone the uh, huge star that she is. But it was definitely one of the earlier things. But yes, that's their uh, number two. And that number one is the big sick. So, um, yeah. That is... That's a list. And... I look at it and it irritates the fuck out of me. It is just shocking. 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 And like they got oh, he's got um 10 honorable mentions to the side, right? And his honorable mentions are the artist it's a good film 
don't know if I'd call it a romantic comedy. You know, I enjoy the artist. Um, long shot, long shot. Yo, we've we've talked about long shot on this podcast, man. Um, loved it. I'm surprised the fuck out of me. I laughed so much to the annoyance of everyone else in the screen. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed long shot. Um, five hundred days of summer. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. Crazy Stupid Love, that's a good one To All The Boys I Loved Before Trainwreck Which is just not good Just not good About Time Bridget Jones Um, And I will say, like What are you talking about? Because all of those films All of those films are fucking huge films they're all huge films. So if you're meant to be, if if your whole thing was, hey, I'm gonna talk about the underdog films, the films people don't know. None of those films should be there because all of your honourable mentions, plum, all of them were big fucking films. They were huge. Huge fucking films So what are you talking about It's just infuriating And Listen right There's so many films That this motherfucker Didn't mention And it is I'm gonna say it because I, I, I know I've said the word So many times Just in these last few minutes But infuriating Okay, so I'm I'm gonna throw a film up in the mix, right? It's a black and white film. It's uh, in search of a midnight kiss. Came out two thousand and seven. Okay, it was from director Alex Holridge, who also wrote it, starring Sarah Simmons, Scout McNary. Uh, Brian McQuarrie And it is Great I very much Enjoyed that film It was just so good So good Um, Now what else What other Sacrilege You know and I have to say In Search of a Midnight Kiss Wasn't a huge film Very underrated But incredible um, now I will say this But I don't know I don't really know how big this one was So I'm going to throw it out there It's um, Seeking a Friend for the End of the World Okay So it was from director Lauren uh, um, Who also wrote the film uh, Starring Steve Carell Kira Knightley Who irritates me but this was one of the films which I very much liked her in. Um, Adam Brody was in it, Derek Luke, William Patterson. It was a. Uh, it's hilarious, but it's also just very poignant. You know, it definitely tugs on the little heartstrings, man. I'm going to say it, it definitely does. This is a great little film um, But yeah, I don't know how big it was But, you know, to be honest I'm not necessarily um, Using that Mechanism For the films that I'm throwing out there I'm just shouting out Like, films that I think just were, were Great And, yeah, would be Better than that top ten um, and another Carell film, which definitely was a underrated one, Dan in Real Life. Yeah, do you remember Dan in Real Life, people? That was a Peter Hedges directed film. Hedges wrote it with Pierce Gardner, and it starred um, Carell, Juliette Bonanche, uh, Dane Cook. Yep, Alison Peel, Britt Robinson, 
Marlene Lawston, Diane West, John Mahoney. It's a, I, you know, I feel it's a very underrated film. I, I really did enjoy it. Yeah. I really did enjoy it. Um, huh, what other ones can we throw out there? Um, well, hmm, I mean, yes, obviously, this was a big one, right? Was a big film, but I will throw it, uh, up there, because I don't know if it often gets mentioned when talking about the best uh, romantic comedies, um, you know, per se, but 40-Year-Old Virgin, yeah, 40-Year-Old Virgin was great, Judda Pau, Judda Pau, or Apatow, Judd Apatow, yeah, but it's him. Who wrote it along with Carell? And it's starring what Carell, Catherine Keener, Paul Rudd, um, Seth, uh, Seth um, Rogen, Seth Rogen, yeah, Seth Rogen, Elizabeth Banks, uh, Leslie Mann. Oh, Leslie Mann is a woman. Yes, um, you know that's a great film. Yeah, that was extremely good. Um, you know. A lot, and you with that you can throw in knocked up, and this is faulty, because yeah, I think they are very. I think they're underrated. I think they are underrated, um, Romy comms, as it were. Uh, let's also, let's all. Hey, well, firstly, I will probably say, um, before sunset, and before midnight. Now. I I wouldn't necessarily call them comedies, but they're great. They're amusing, heartfelt. I feel that they do a great. Linklater does a great job of kind of really getting to the heart of uh, you know a romance, a, a romantic situation, and um. Yeah, I don't know, because I don't know what people class as comedies, but there's definitely films that I think weren't funny, and you find out that was meant to be a comedy, so, yeah, so I'm mentioning those films, okay, but, um, Love and Basketball, which is, <sighs> that's very romantic, it's amusing, Love and Basketball, it's got jokes in it, it's funny, and it is so good, uh, it's from, um, Gina Prince Bife, Bife, Blythewood, uh, she also wrote the film, and it's starring the incredible Saina Lathan, um, Omar Epps, who just, yeah, killed it, killed it, it's also, uh, Kyla Pratt, Af, Afria Woodard, you know, Chris Warren, Glendon Chapman, is just, uh, yeah, a, 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 a tremendous, tremendous film, uh, definitely, definitely recommend it, I, you know, Love Jones is always up there, but, nah, not 21st century film, unfortunately, um, now, ooh, there's, there's definitely, there's definitely more. I mean, I would give a shout out um, for actually, actually, actually before. No, well, we'll come back to this one. Yeah, but I would definitely give a shout to um, perks of being a wallflower. Perks of being a wallflower, which is a really good film. Uh, I forget when it came out, and who was behind it, <laughs> um, yeah, I probably should look that up, but, uh, yes, uh, that was a, it's a great friggin' film, man, it's a great film, um, yeah, for sure, uh, actually, you know what, 
let us just do a quick little uh, 2012. Yeah, 2012 that came out. Uh, Stephen Chaboshki, uh, who also wrote the film, starring uh, Logan Lerman, Emma Watson. And, yeah, that was a big thing. Ezra Miller. Emma Watson irritates the fuck out of me, man. You know what I mean? Says some crazy-ass shit, too. But she was very good in this. Very good in this. Um, hmm. I think Juno. You could probably throw Juno up in there. Because, you know, I think she, she had a little thing with... Um, Sarah's character, right? You know what I mean? I think that was true. So it's director Jason Reitman, uh, Diably Cody wrote uh, wrote the film. It's two thousand and seven. Yeah. Ellen Page, Michael Sarah, Jennifer Garner, Jason Bateman, Alison Jenny, J.K. Simmons. So a very good cast. Hmm. So yeah. That was a, uh, a very good one. Uh, I mean, Silver Linings Playbook, right? Right? You know what I mean? Silver Linings Playbook. You, yeah, I think you you would definitely um, definitely give that a uh, that a shout. Um, Two thousand and twelve. Did I just say that? I can't remember. Uh, but David O. Russell, David O. Russell, um, also wrote it along, uh, you know, from the Matthew Quick novel, starring Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence, Robert De Niro, yeah, was a, um, Jackie Weaver, Chris Tucker, it was a good one, yeah, that was, yeah, I, I did really enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> he did follow it up with American Hustle, which mm, wasn't. Uh, it was kind of flat, right? It was a kind of flat film. I mean, come on, let's not uh, let's not lie. You know what I mean? Um, yo, I in this one definitely wasn't huge, and which was ridiculous. Scott Pilgrim v the World, people. Watched it again over Christmas. Um, introduced it to a friend who laughed, enjoyed it, found it very fun too. You know what I mean? That was Edgar Wright. Okay, Michael Bass Bacow did the screenplay from a. Um, oh my days! What's what's my man's name? Um, Brian Lee O'Malley's great graphic novels. He adapted it from there, and it had a great cast, like Michael Sarah, Kieran Culkin, Anna Kendrick, Alison Peel, Aubrey Plaza, Mary Aubrey Plaza. Oh, that's, I was trying to think of who that fucking character was for ages, and I couldn't place it. Aubrey Plaza, obviously, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Jason Schwartzman, it's a great motherfucking film. I mean, great film. Ah, yes. Uh, and yeah, definitely very much underrated. Um, hmm. I mean, 50 50 is kind of classified as a rom com. Like, it's poignant. I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't call it a rom com, but it is classified one. It, and it was good. I do much enjoy the film. Uh, it's 2011. Jonathan Levin directed it. Will Riser wrote it. Jordan. 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 No. Joseph. Joseph. Yes. Joseph Gordon Levitt. That's right. Seth Rogen. Anna Kendrick. Split up with him. When he got cancer, how just, just not cool, not cool at all. Some mean shit, right? 
you know, urgh, I've definitely been in that situation, and it sucks, and, um, yeah, those very good films, um, oh, what's that other film I was just thinking of, there's, um, another honourable mention that I will throw out there, that I, like, it's okay, okay, I won't say, I wouldn't say it's, uh, the best film in the world, right, it's definitely underrated, um, and it did introduce me to a, uh, oh, who was the fucking, oh my god, I can't think of the, uh, oh, that's really gonna bug me, man, the, um, Oh, the music, the music, it was, um, oh my gosh, I can't, but yeah, I've really gone off track here, um, but yeah, it was Michael Dowsey, he directed it, uh, Elan Matsi and TJ Dower wrote it, Daniel Radcliffe, Zoe Kazan, Megan Park, uh, Ralph Spuel, Mackenzie Davis, Adam Driver, um, and this was one of the, uh, this was a good Adam Driver, um, but yeah, they all starred in it, um, and uh, yeah, AC Newman, AC Newman did a lot of the soundtrack, which was really good, but Introduce me to Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. Let's get high. Definitely a great song. And you know, this, what if it's not bad, right? I, I definitely wouldn't class it as high as all the other films I have listed, but it's not bad. And it is definitely, uh, we would definitely say it's underrated. But I think. Um, one of my favourite films, one of my favourite motherfucking films, I mean, listen, I, I, I definitely would have, um, About Time, About Time, um, and High Fidelity are two of my, oh, love those films, love those films, but... Something that I feel is so underrated and it's incredible, and I will show it to everyone again. Watch this over Christmas, same person as Scott Pilgrim, and she loved it. But away we go, people. Away we go. 2009, 2009, Sam Mendes. This was a Sam Mendes that seemed to go under the radar, right. I think, was this around his James Bond stuff? I forget. But, went under the radar, man. Uh, Dave Eggers and Vendela Vida wrote the film. And I think this was the first uh, John Krasinski, John Krasinski thing I saw post-office. Actually, I think The Office was still going on when this was came out. So seeing him in this different role, man, and it had, ah, the incredible Maya Rudolph, who is just, I would go away with her for sure. Um, also starring Cameron Egogo. Mm, uh, that was a heartbreaking little... Segment of the film Catherine O'Hara Jeff Daniels Alison Janney Jim Gaffigan Samantha Pryor Connor, Car Connor Carroll Oh Mag Maggie Gyllenhaal That was Hilarious Oh that was so good So good I mean it was her and Josh Hamilton I believe Um, Yeah their, their, their part of the film was so just fantastic, but away we go, people. That, that is the rom-con you should be seeing. 
I wouldn't even call it a rom-com. It's just an awesome motherfucking film. Because I do hate the term rom-com. It's ridiculous. Come on. Who are we trying to kid? It's ridiculous. But away we go, people. Tremendous. Tremendous film. And, um, yeah. Uh, whew, I have been talking for a lot longer than I thought I would be. I thought this was just going to be a little throwaway. little throwaway bit. You know what I mean? I was, yeah, I was riled. I was irritated by Ali Plum's, uh, you know, peace. But, um, yeah, I seem to have really gone to town on it. But, uh, yeah, what can I say, people? What can I say? All right. Um, I think we should probably bring this one home, right? <laughs> All right, let's do that. Okay, so... Now we are at the end of another episode, a bit of film news before we bounce. And there is some news floating around there. So, um, Brad Brad Pitt's Plan B Entertainment looks like it's returned home. Um, Now I say this because it was originally started at Warner Brothers okay so back in 2002 uh, and you know there we got stuff like the an assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford and the uh, the departed he then jumped across to Anna Puma Ada Puruna however you pronounce that um, but he has now signed a, uh, a first look deal with Warner Brothers. Um, so yeah, no word on what will be the first film to come out as this deal, but he does have Irresistible and Kajillionaire along with Miami coming out well later this year uh whether it will be um yeah when who knows right (laughs) but yeah they're the next slated films from plan b um so pathways misbehavior uh so that is um gonna be hitting uh the streaming platforms from the 15th of April well it's going to be available uh, digitally no word where Um, and this was about um, it was about uh, Miss World right so in 1970 the um, yeah the pageant was disrupted by a group of women activists uh, and this film kind of uh, depicts that starring um, Jesse Buckley and uh, Kira Knightley along with um, Mabafa Raw uh, Gu- yeah, Guju Mabafa Raw um, yeah uh, also um because of everything that is going down, SAG is uh, in um, discussions about changing the eligibility for uh, the Oscars and the like, which is going to be interesting because, you know, they have vehemently stuck to the decision that a film has to run in the cinema before it is eligible for an award and you know because of this um you know a lot of stuff that has come out on netflix and amazon um hasn't been able to uh, you know go up there for best awards and whatnot so with this suspected change you know what I mean can they go back to normal the following year 
or um yeah are they finally gonna you know hold their hands up and let you know netflix amazon films to the party right it'll be interesting to see what happens uh now back to films so amblin is developing a film on sonia sonny jacobs called stolen time now this is a i've never heard of this story um and it's an odd one it's a real odd situation so um jacobs and her husband were convicted and sentenced to a life in prison in 1976 for the fatal shooting of two law enforcement officers right but this was on false testimony from the actual killer now this is where it gets weird right so in 1981 the court commuted Jacob's sentence after the chief witness ad- admitted to the murders. Right? So, someone has admitted to the murders, and her, um, you know, her sentence is commuted. But. This is what I don't understand. Her husband remained on death row until his um, botched execution by electrocution in 1990. Which is like, wait, what? So the couple, you know, this is they maintained their relationship until his death in 1992. I, it's, it's just, it's a, I don't understand. It's, it's kind of baffling. Someone admitted to the killings, but the husband still went to an execution. Like, how does that make sense? So, um, yeah, I am, you know, if this film does get made, I will be, um, yeah, paying attention for sure. But, um, yeah, so no word on, you know, when this is actually gonna happen because we are currently in a lockdown um but yeah that is uh on the docket as it were um also this is uh kind of big chairman entertainment has um now signed a deal with uh netflix so they got a first look deal for um, all their films so in the past they had a situation with 20th century fox but because of the merger between fox and uh, disney that got nullified so um you know some of their films are staying at disney but a lot of them are going over to uh you know they're allowed to take with them like in the past right so they they've had a good track record so they produced the recent um planet of the apes trilogy hidden figures spy uh oblivion the heat the greatest showman um red sparrow Ford v Ferrari uh, They also had The Tolkien Weird thing um, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children And The Drop you know, Recently I think was it earlier this year There was Spies in Disguise And Underwater They also produced um, New Girl Terra Nova and Touch for TV and um 
yeah, so, the, you know, this ain't a bad deal at all for Netflix. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what they, uh, you know, bring over. Um, and finally, Amazon has picked up uh, SDX's um, MySpy. So this was the Dave Bastista vehicle. Um, it's a uh, family comedy film, um, and in it, Bastista um, he's forced to teach spycraft to a precocious nine-year-old girl, um, played by Chloe Coleman. Um, as he is ordered to go undercover and surveil a family but the daughter foils the plan by discovering the hidden cameras she then blackmails him into teaching her how to be a spy yeah okay um you know maybe this might not be for me but Eh, these kind of films usually end up being uh, pretty big. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it will do well. Uh, no date for when it will come out. Um, but, you know, I guess it's probably sometime soon. Um, yeah, but that is it for this week, people. Um, yeah, enjoy your film watching, and we will be back next Thursday. Alright, take it easy. Peace.